we predict the all-rookie team on defense. That's the focus of today's TDN Daily. Thursday edition of the TDN Daily Podcast. Chris Schubert back with you here once again on the show. Hope you're all having a fantastic start to your Thursday. As always, we've got a fun one in store for you here today on the show. Earlier this week on Tuesday, we predicted the all-rookie team on offense. And of course, if we're going to do a series like this, we then have to look at the defensive side of the ball. So uh, Chad uh, Chad Reuter over at NFL was the inspiration for this. He did this. Uh, story where he looked at the offense and I was like, oh, okay, we'll do this. We'll, we'll come up with a list. We'll, we like doing lists here on the show. And so now we're going to do the defensive side of the ball as well. I will tell you, we've had a couple of different pre-show conversations. Uh, I'll let you in on both. You're going to be very, very confused as to one of them. Uh, we were discussing uh, the phrase weed eating in the pre-show. Um, that's all context I'm going to give you, podcast audience. A, another reason why you need to join us over on the live YouTube side of things. And the other pre-show conversation we were having is how we were going to break this down. And I will, I will share with you all that at the start here on the show, uh, we've got two defensive tackle spots, two defensive end edge spots, three linebacker spots, two corner spots, and two safety spots is the current composition of the list that I've made ahead of time. Now, I will tell you, the chat has asked for us to maybe pivot and get rid of a linebacker off of this list and to add a nickel spot to our group. And I'm okay with that. We're just going to have to do some work on the fly because one of the guys that I have listed at safety I think is going to be my selection for nickel, and then that forces us to have another conversation about safety. So if that's what we're going to do, I'm going to. this is the linebacker that's going to get removed. You guys, you guys can't see this. You guys can't see the linebacker that's going to be removed. And then I'm going to add this into the list real quick. I'm going to move this guy over, and I have an open safety spot. And so we will get to that conversation uh, when we need to. But let's start with the front of our defense. Uh, the two defensive end edge spots and then the two D-tackle spots. So four players going to make up the composition of our offensive line. And we'll start with the edge group. Um, I've got two names written down here, obviously, one of which I thought was relatively easy to write down, and the other name was a little bit more difficult to come up with who I wanted as my second edge. For me, uh, the top option and the easy slam dunk option needed to be uh, Will Anderson Jr. of the Houston Texans. Look, uh, situationally, he's in a great spot to be able to succeed He's got a great coaching uh, staff, specifically because D'Amico Ryans is uh, his head coach, a guy with a defensive background, a guy who knows a thing or two about developing really good pass rushers and overseeing really good pass rushers. Um, and so for me, the opportunity is going to be there. It's going to be able to play. Uh, it's going to be coached up really well by the head coach that he's got. And so I don't know how you, you, you don't view the guy that was the third overall pick uh, as one of our two options here for our defensive end edge spot. Now, I will tell you, for the second spot, we've got options here. Uh, we could go with uh, Tyree Wilson. We could go with Lucas Van Ness. We could go with Will McDonald. Uh, we could go with uh, Felix Anuduke Uzoma. We could go with Isaiah Foskey, just reading down a list. Keon White, some of the early defensive ends that were taken. And I think the... I'll let you in on what my logic was here because I looked at all these guys and I evaluated each one of their situations. And none of them are really slam dunk home run situations where you can very easily see the path for X player to have an immediate impact. And I wanted to strike a balance from taking a guy who maybe got drafted in one of the later rounds 
that might be able to find a role, but maybe isn't as talented as one of the guys that was taken early over the guys at the top of the draft board that got taken, but maybe might have a little bit of resistance um, to getting on the field right away. Kind of wanted to strike a balance between both ends of that spectrum. And so when looking at this, I looked at all the guys at the top. I looked at all the guys that were drafted over the first two rounds, and I found a very similar feeling with every single one of them. There was immediately somebody that you could say could be in their way, stopping them from having a full-fledged, full-fledged role. And that goes up and down the board. Uh, Lucas Van Ness, Will McDonald, Tyree Wilson, Felix Anudike Uzoma, I mean, Keon White, Isaiah Foskey, all these guys that were drafted in the first two rounds, you can say that there was somebody that's in front of them that could stop them from getting on the field right away. So with all that being equal, at least in my opinion, that they all have kind of a similar roadblock in their way, I went with the guy that I thought was the best player. And so I have Tyree Wilson listed as our second edge here for this all-rookie team. Do I love it? No. Do I feel super confident in it? No. Um, but for me, Tyree Wilson is too talented, I think, to not be on the field early, specifically with the way Chandler Jones played a year ago. And so I think he's going to be able to be opposite of Max Crosby. And if he is, with all the attention that's going to be paid to Max Crosby, I think there's going to be a huge opportunity for Tyree Wilson to feast. And I see some people in the chat mentioning uh, Byron Young and Derek Hall. And I think those are both reasonable shouts. Um, I really do, because I think they are both players that could potentially play uh, right away. But I wanted to strike a balance between just taking a guy that got drafted late who is going to – who got drafted really late that's just going to fall into a situation because the team isn't very good over a situation like Tyree Wilson or Lucas Van Ness or Will McDonaldson where they've got players in front of them that they're, they they themselves are talented, but the players in front of them are also pretty good as well. Is Nolan too off-ball to consider? And I kind of considered Nolan, but like – let me pull up the Eagles depth chart again. I had it open this morning when looking at this, and there was there was a reason why I couldn't get on board with Nolan. I mean, I mean they've got Hassan Reddick, right? That's going to really stop them. That's really going to stop him from being on the field a ton, if at all, in his in his in his first season there, um, in Philadelphia. That's the concern that you would have. Um, I mean, I don't hate it if you wanted to put him there. I mean, I don't love Tyree as a pick here, just to be honest. So, um, I mean, I can be swayed one way or or another. So, Will Anderson, Tyree Wilson were my two picks for my defensive end uh, edge slots. We'll go to the interior defensive tackle. Look, I think these are both easy picks. Um, but the first one for me is a guy who filled a immediate need for this team. They've been searching to solve this need for a very long time. And if you don't think he's going to start right away a four-set team with how they used their top draft pick um, on him, and he immediately is going to slot in on their depth chart as their top option, I will not hear otherwise. Um, and that is Mozzie Smith for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I look, I look at this, I look at this and say, there's nothing, there's nothing stopping Mozzie Smith from being the the starting interior defensive lineman for the Dallas Cowboys. Jonathan Hankins ain't gonna stop him. They drafted him this high. He literally fits exactly what they need out of the position. And so for me, it was slam dunk. I was a huge fan of the fit uh, going in. Um, predicted it was something that I was super on board with because it filled a need and that he's in that range. And so I am super on board. Um, with this, and so so Mozzie Smith is player number one. I see some love uh, for for Jalen Carter. I, you know, I I, I hear you, I hear you. They still got Fletcher Cox, Jordan Davis is still there, Milton Williams is still there. We know what they did with Jordan Davis in year one. They kind of rotated. I mean, they didn't play a lot. And I know it's Jalen Carter. It's a little different, but you got to prove to me that it's different. You got to show me that it's different before I fully get on board here. And so I get it. 
I get it, but I didn't go with Jalen Carter. I went with a different player. I, and I understand that's going to cause a lot of hatred in the chat. I understand. But I went with a different player. I went with Brian Brzee of the New Orleans Saints. They lost a lot of guys in free agency. And I know right now, looking at the depth chart, um, Nathan Shepard is listed in front of him. I don't see that happening. I see Brian, Brian Brzee beating Nathan Shepard out and being a stalwart on this defensive line for the New Orleans Saints. They need it. They lost a ton of guys. David Onyemeta, they lost in free agency. Uh, this offseason went to what? Atlanta. Um, and so they're going to need help along the interior of this defensive line. And I think Brian Brzee pres- uh, provides that for them. You want to put Jalen Carter on the list? I, no, no problem. There's going to be no complaints here. I'm not going to be mad at you. I just decided to go in a different direction because I saw what they did with Jordan Davis last year. And I just kind of want to see how they're going to utilize Jalen Carter because they might try to do the similar kind of rotation. And that concerns, uh, concerns me a little bit. I like Brzee can't get there. Even unlimited snaps for that Eagles front, Carter will be better. Cansey is one too. Kalijah Kansi is going to be probably an immediate starter, right? Um, going to be alongside Vita Vea. That, that's interesting. That's interesting. Carter will start on most downs. <sighs> am I gonna? Am I gonna cave to the peer pressure? Am I gonna cave to the peer pressure? Okay. I'm gonna put Jalen Carter. You've convinced me. Now, I will tell you. Will tell you. If they do the rotation early on, now Sam says stay strong, Chris. You know what? You know what, Sam? You've reconvinced me. You reconvinced me. I'm very, I'm very easy to 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 convince. Brian Brzee's back on the list. Brian Brzee back on the list. I'm gonna stick to my guns here. I'm gonna stick to my guns about worrying about this rotation in Philadelphia and how they're gonna use him. He is just the worst player. That's not what. That's not what we're doing. We're not looking at who is the better player. We're looking at who's gonna be in the better situation. Who could have a bigger impact? Can I interest you in? <laughs> Dexter, if we are being influenced. No, you cannot, Bailey. You cannot convince me. No, thank you. Gervon Dexter. Wilson and Brzee should have all the opportunities to take snaps. Tuttle, that's why they're both on the list. Carter and half the snaps will be more productive. Heldy, don't start with me. Don't start with me. So there you have it. That's our that's our defensive line that we've put together. Um, now we'll go to linebackers. We originally had three. I've now parsed it down to two. So I have two linebackers that I think are going to be able to be immediate impact players and have the best rookie seasons in 2023. I will tell you, it's not a great group to be picking from overall, but I like the two players that I selected. Uh, Bailey says Jack Campbell is the obvious one, and he is one of the two linebackers. He's the first name you wrote down. I mean, you draft a guy that high, the expectation is you're going to play him. Um, there's no real competition for him. I mean, de- they have Derek Barnes. Um, but he's going to play, you know, Campbell's going to play inside, going to play the middle linebacker spot. Um, and I just see they're going to let him feast. And, you know, they've got Alex Anzalone. They've got James Houston uh, rounding out that linebacker core there in Detroit. But I, I think Jack Campbell, again, use a first-round pick on a guy. I think he's going to get every opportunity to be on the field very, very early for them. And he's a good player. He was a good draft prospect. Uh, Ventral Miller says Taylor B. Heldy says Drew Sanders Hive. Drew Sanders was one of the three linebackers, but he got cut. When we made a change, he got cut when we made the change. Trenton Simpson in Baltimore. Okay. All right. These are, these are all fantastic guesses. They're not the right guess, but they're all fantastic guesses. They're all guesses that I could get on board with. Heldy says, are you going to pick Dayon Henley? Of course I'm going to pick Dayon Henley. Are you, are you familiar with the bits here on the show? Are you familiar with how much I love Dayon Henley in the pre-draft process? I mean, what are we talking about here? I think he's going to play. Now, now you look at this this room right now. 
They've got Kenneth Murray, and they've got Eric Kendricks, which could get in the way here. It is a concern. It is a concern. But I just think they're going to get him on the field. Um, Trenton Simpson suffers the same as Carter. Well, the thing with Trenton Simpson is allow me to just, let me just make sure I'm not, I, I've got their depth chart open. We've got Roquan Smith, we've got Patrick Queen, and we've got Tyus Bowser. Like, it's just as difficult as Dan Henley. Like, that, like I love Trenton Simpson, but like, they, they, they got Roquan Smith, they paid him the money. They got Patrick Queen. Now, I think Trenton Simpson's going to be potentially a long-term replacement on the roster for Patrick Queen. They still have got Tyus Bowser. Like, how are you getting on the field? LD says, the thing about Trenton Simpson is that he's not good enough to make this list. No, no, was not considered. I, I mean, I, you can consider him. I didn't. Drew Sanders was the other player that I considered um, for this list. I think it's Jack Campbell, and then it's whoever you want from Drew Sanders, Dayon Henley. That, those were kind of the players that I, that I considered. Like Drew Sanders, the, the linebacker group in, in Denver, they've got Josie Jewell, they've got Alex Singleton. Drew Sanders slots in behind both of those guys. They've also got Baron Browning. they got Randy Gregory rushing from the, the right outside linebacker spot. Marte Mapp, who has a pathway to a fun role in New England. Trevor, I considered him very strongly when looking for, because he's listed, he's listed as a defensive end. I think, was he listed as a defensive end? Where is he? Or is he listed as a linebacker? He's listed as a linebacker. So I considered him when discussing this group. I, I couldn't remember where I considered him, but it was here. I definitely considered him a ton when looking at this group. Um, but I just went down Henley because I liked him the most. I have a feeling the second linebacker will be whoever has an injury in front of them. That's fair, Taylor, because when you look at this, like, you look at Drew Sanders, probably behind behind the guys that we mentioned. Um, Marte Mapu, probably behind some of the guys that they already have there um, in New England. Like, let's look at that linebacker room really quickly. I forget where we ranked it. But, I mean, right now they've got Jawan Bentley and Jelani Tavai in front of him. If there's an injury there, he could, he could play pretty quickly. You want to put Marpe, uh, Marte Mapu down? I'm not, I'm not against it. I'm not against it. Uh, we go to the two corners. I think these are obvious. I think these are obvious. I also think the chat's going to hate me. Both can be true. I think these can both be very obvious selections, and I can also sit here and say that I think the chat's going to hate my decision. But when I looked at the corner spot, I think more so than anything else, opportunity is, is huge. If you're going to be on the field and be a CB1 for a team and be the main guy, that's going to move you up. That's going to move you up the list. Bailey says, I think we should have three corners, not three safeties. We don't really have three safeties. We have two corners, two safeties, and we have the, and we have the nickel. That's how we're breaking it down. So that, that's how it's broken down over the next five picks. As long as Forbes doesn't touch the list, Emmanuel Forbes is not on the list. Don't worry. Witherspoon easy, says Trevor Joseph. I hate to break it to you, Trevor. Devin Witherspoon not on the list. Christian Gonzalez is absolutely on the list. Uh, Christian Gonzalez absolutely on the list. Uh, don't know what's going to happen in New England uh, with Jack Jones. Um, and so for me, Christian Gonzalez, who is already going to draw in, I think is one of their starting two line uh, corners immediately moves up the depth chart with the expectation that he's going to be the 
the starting guy. And so Christian Gonzalez moves up the list from who's already probably going to be on this list because he was the top number two corner. But with Jack Jones now being sidelined, more than likely, we're going to move Christian Gonzalez up this list and as our top option. Our other option, I mean, folks, did you not see the news yesterday? Did you not see the news that Isaiah Rogers is more than likely to be suspended for the entirety of the 2023 season, along with some other players? And when we get that news, we will react to it here on the TD and Daily Podcast. Did you not see that news? Did you not expect me to come on this show talking about rookie defensive players that I like and not mention Julius Brents as one of the top corners in 2023? Did you expect me to completely forego my entire brand here for this list? And there's some other great names that the chat has mentioned. Deontay Banks, a great shout. Joey Porter Jr., a great shout. I, I appreciate all of them. But after the news, Julius Brent's going to be a starting boundary corner day one for the Indianapolis Colts. Like, this is, this is a slam dunk here. In fact, we might be looking at Julius Brent and Darius Rush playing starting corner spots for this Indianapolis Colts team week one of the regular season. And so I think this is obvious. I think it's Christian Gonzalez and Julius Prince. Now, again, I think, I think Deontay Banks is a great shout. I think Joy Porter Jr. is a great shout. The Bears staff loves Stevenson, if you believe the beat report or beat reporters early, uh, exciting early signs. Listen, we're not going to over, we're not going to overreact to beat reporters and what they see in, in training camp or in practice. We're not, we're not doing this. I hadn't heard that news, so now your pick makes sense. Yeah, Todd, I mean, the, Schefter came out yesterday and said Isaiah Rogers and a bunch of other players uh, that we don't know yet are likely to be get, to get season-long suspensions. And and I see, uh, very quickly, we can touch on this here on the show, but there there there's a competing thought process of, is Adam Schefter naming Isaiah Rogers in that tweet because he's the player that we already know was under suspicion from the NFL, or is Isaiah Rogers being named in that tweet because he's the most high-profile player? And that allows you to wonder if there are bigger names out there, depending on what camp you fall into. I can go either way. I can see the argument that people are making that if there was a bigger name and Schefter could confirm it, then that's the name that he would lead with. But the fact that he couched the tweet in, the suspensions haven't come down yet, they're going to come down next week or you know in the coming weeks, that makes me think that maybe we don't know all the names. And so because we know of Isaiah Rogers and we know that the, he was already under investigation, it's easier to confirm his name. Um, but again, I could go either way, and so we'll just have to see how it plays out. But there are multiple suspensions coming, apparently, uh, for alleged uh, gambling uh, vi violations. Tate's is super late here. We're going to get a recap before we lock everything in. Tate, of course. I mean, it's kind of already kind of locked because I lock it as we go, but I'll read it again just so we can make sure. So, okay. We've got to decide what we're doing here with the safeties because I'll just I'll, I'll let you in on the secret. My two safeties before we eliminated a linebacker spot, I had Brian Branch, and I had Jartavius Martin. Now, I had Jartavius Martin down as a safety because he classifies as a safety, but according to the R-Lads depth chart, he's going to play nickel for the commanders. So do we, So if we, if we just go with what I did, we, we move Jartavius to the nickel spot. We have Brian Branch as our one safety, and then we have to decide another safety. Is that what we want to do? Do we want to discuss? Sidney Brownhive, come on, Heldy. He's not even the starter. They got Reed Blankenship and Terrell Edmonds. Where's he playing? I can't. I held. I'd love to. I'd love to. I considered him. 
You can't. You can't just say he will start. I can't. I can't vouch. You can't vouch for Sidney Brown in this situation. We got to go by what the depth charts tell us right now. Like when when you go to the Lions depth chart, they have Brian Branch as the backup nickel to CJ uh, to Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Like, I, we might have to take Branch off the list entirely, but then that opens up a whole new can of worms of who we're going to put on the list. My dad owns the NFL. I know he will start. Thanks, Heldy. Really appreciate that. So I think Jartavius Martin gets to be our nickel. I think that's how it has to work. And then we need to discuss with ourselves. Is Jair Brown going to have a role in San Francisco? They've got Hufunga and Gibson. I don't really know. I don't really know what to do here, guys. If we're going to... This is why I just wanted to have two safeties. Antonio Johnson and Christopher uh, Antonio Johnson and Christopher Smith were nice, but I don't know their roles. Like I'll tell you who I really wanted to put down was Jordan Battle. I really wanted to put down Jordan Battle, but he has the same problem that Sidney Brown has. Like they've got Cam Taylor Britt. They've got DJ Turner. I think he's gonna play more corner. Sports nut. He's the back he's listed as the backup to Cam Taylor Britt. I think if you're going to pick somebody on the Cincinnati Bengals, you're going to pick Jordan Battle. The safeties are bad. Let's leave them both at safety and bring in Witherspoon to the nickel. So we want to move. We want to. We want to move Jartavius Martin back to. We want to move him back to. Safety. I mean, they have Kobe Bryant listed at. At nickel, according to the depth chart. That's that's the way the R lads depth chart currently has. They have uh, they have Witherspoon and uh, Woolen, Tariq Woolen as the two corners, and then Kobe Bryant is listed as the nickel. We might have to make our own rules here. I mean, we're gonna have to because this is just not this is not going well. Not not for a lack of trying, but just for the lack of this group. Jotavius Martin can live at safety. I do not love it, but needs must. Uh, he's a team first guy. He will understand. I mean, we're not really building a team. We're just making selections, but I get what you're saying. Jacksonville Nickel, Trey Herndon might be suspended for an arrest and is not very good. Um, Antonio Johnson might start there. Right, but Taylor B., if if we're going to put somebody at the nickel, I kind of want it to be Jartavius Martin. And also, Devin Witherspoon is not listed as a nickel currently. Let's see here. Can I get... What do we got here? Looking to see if there's any rookie that we can get that can help us out. Martin is a stud. And he's li- and he's listed at the position, which helps me. I was kind of cheating the other way by putting him as a safety when he wasn't really going to play safety. Is Cam Smith listed as nickel? That might be the play if he is. He's not. He's considered the backup to Xavier Howard, according to the depth chart. This this is this is not enjoyable. This is not enjoyable at all. I mean, we've got. I mean, just let me read you some of the safeties we got. We got Brian Branch, Artavius Martin, we got Sidney Brown, we got Jair Brown, we got Jordan Battle. There is no safety listed as a as a starting pure safety on our labs. This is true. All right. So, do, what do we want to do here, chap? I do not want to bring in another safety. It is a bad group. 
So we want to move Jartavius Martin back to regular safety and then take a corner and put a corner in at, as nickel. Is that what we want to do? Do we feel is that do we feel better about that? So then who do we want to put who do we want to, to fill that role for us? I think that is the best solution. Okay, well then who are we putting there? Are we putting Devin like we're, we're not just are we just gonna pick a random corner? Or are we gonna try to stay true to picking somebody who fits that role? How do we want to do this? Because we're kind of just making it up now. So part of me just wants to pick Devin Witherspoon so we can get him on the list. Or Deontay Banks to get him on the list. But that kind of feels like we're cheating. I think Witherspoon will follow guys into, into slot a lot this year. DJ Turner we could consider. Just kind of scrolling through teams to see what we've got. All right, we'll get Devin Witherspoon down. I don't love it. But I think it's the only way that we can have this list. Witherspoon and Turner are the sides of slot corners. We'll just we'll we'll put we'll put Witherspoon because I think he's going to play more than Turner is, right? So if that if that's if if we're saying that Witherspoon and Turner are our two options and we consider them the same person, then we'll just pick Witherspoon because he's probably going to have more opportunity. So okay, so this is for you, Tate, since you joined late. But we're going to rehash the list here. So here's what we put up. Here's what we put together as our predictive. All rookie defensive team. Our two edge players are Will Anderson Jr. and Tyree Wilson. Our two interior defensive linemen are Mozzie Smith and Brian Brzee. Our two linebackers are Jack Campbell and Dayon Henley. Our two corners are Christian Gonzalez and Julius Brents. Our two safeties are Brian Branch and Jartavius Martin. And our nickel is Devin Witherspoon. Heldy says, no Eagles on the list. Chris confirmed hates me. I don't have an Eagle on either list. It's true. It's true. I stand by what I've done. You think you know a guy. Listen, Heldy. Exactly. You know me. We battle all the time about the Eagles. I don't know why you're surprised that, this is, that, that they didn't make the list. So that is our list. That is our predictive all-rookie team for 2023. Tate says, wow, I cannot get there on Wilson or Brents, but the damage is done, I guess. Tate, I will give you a quick, brief explanation. For Brents, it is the fact that he is now going to be easily their CB1 with Isaiah Rodgers getting suspended. An opportunity is huge for me. With Tyree Wilson, I considered a bunch of different edge guys, and they all had kind of the same problem. Is that they're, were, they're kind of behind on the depth chart, but they could very easily find their way into roles. And so for me, I let talent kind of persuade, and so I picked Tyree Wilson. But again, I don't. Tyree Wilson's the one pick that I don't necessarily love. So there's your quick explanation on both of those players. That is going to do it for us on this edition here of the podcast. We've got one more show here for you this week on the podcast. Um, transfer portal wide receivers on tomorrow's show. We did we did quarterbacks, we did running backs. We're now going to continue our series with the wide receivers on tomorrow's show. So you're going to want to come on back. See us again tomorrow. Continue the refresher course to get you ready for the 2023 college football season. While you're waiting for that show, please rate, review, subscribe, share the show. We greatly appreciate it here. Helps us continue to grow. Helps us build out this community that we have here on the TDN Daily Podcast. YouTube version of the show, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time is when you can join us. 
YouTube, the Draft Network. If you can't catch us live Monday through Friday, you can also catch the show on demand. Just click the live tab. All the VODs are there. You can uh, catch all of them on demand, and you can see the video version at any time. But that is going to do it. Do for that's going to do it for us here on this edition of the show. Hope you all have a fantastic rest of your Thursday, and I will talk with you all tomorrow.